Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Oscars Cheat Sheet miniseries. Why bother having an opinion on this year's Best Picture nominees when you can just use ours? Welcome along, everybody, to the Cold Popture Podcast, and welcome back to our uh, Oscar Cheat Sheet mini-series, where we're watching and discussing all of the Best Picture nominees at this year's Oscars um, to tell you guys what we thought about them so that you don't have to watch them, and you can just echo our thoughts if you'd like. Um, And I'm joined, as usual, by my co-host Richard and uh, actor-slash-friend, actor-first, friend-second, Aaron. <laughs> Thank you. It's important to get that order right. <laughs> um, yeah, and Richard, what are we talking about? Uh, yeah, today we're discussing will West Side Story win Best Picture? <laughs> and the answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> it already did. Yeah, it, it might have. By the no, time I mean, this comes the, out. In 1961 it did. Yeah. Who's seen the original here? Not me. Not me. Uh, that would be me. The only thing no. I knew about the original is it's where the like joke of like clickety clackety gangsters come from, where they're like, <sighs> and then they didn't even do that in the new one. I don't think they mm. did it a bit, didn't they? Did, I don't think I don't. I, they did like things I recognised, but I don't think they literally did the snaps. I could be wrong. If they did, it was right at the start. Yeah, it's in the opening scene. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they get it. It's like at the start of Borat 2, how he's like, My life has been very nice, not my life. And they're like, Let's just get this out. We know what you came for. Let's just focus it's on making exactly a movie. Exactly like that. Um, all right. Well, Aaron, would you be able to tell us what is West Side Story and specifically Steven Spielberg's West Side Story? what it is about um so west side story is an adaptation basically of the classic romeo and juliet story except it's set in new york i think the steven spielberg one is probably set in the sort of 60s as well it's sort of the first one Mm -hmm. anyway it follows two rival gangs one of them are sort of irish white descendant um gang called the jets um who are one side basically uh new romeo's side and then the other side are uh, Puerto Rican, uh, and their gang is called the Sharks. Sharks. Yeah, thank you. Um, so basically, it follows the kind of classic structure of Romeo and Juliet, which, if you're not familiar, is um, two people from rival households, a boy and a girl, both meet each other at a dance and they fall in love. And then that love, they attempt to pursue the love against the wishes of their houses, or in this case, their uh, races, I guess you would say, um, and also gangs. And eventually there are sort of tragic outcomes. So um, in this case, I can't remember the actual character's name, but effectively Juliet's brother gets killed by Romeo. and Bernardo. She, Bernardo, thank you. Beautiful pronunciation. Um, And he also uh, kills Romeo's best friend, uh, 
who in this case is called... Uh, is it Riff? Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> um, and then eventually uh, the person who's attempting to court uh, Juliet or her actual character's name in West Side Story is... Maria. Thank you, Maria. Um, <laughs> this is fun. He... Decides to kind of take out revenge for the murder of Bernardo and he shoots, eventually ends up shooting to death Romeo, whose name in West Side Story is... Dolny. Dolny. And in the original and in most of the Shakespeare's, um, Maria dies, but uh, interestingly for this particular version, Maria lives. Oh, uh, is, that, is that unique to the Spielberg one? Yeah. I think so. Oh, no. Maybe I'm thinking of this wrong. I'm pretty sure she dies in the original West Side Story, but maybe I'm wrong. Interesting. Let's have a look, shall we? Um, that is really fascinating because I, like, obviously knowing this was a Romeo and Juliet adaptation, I, yeah, I, I was shocked to see Maria not die. It kind there's, of makes sense, though. It felt like it would be an inorganic kind of stretching of the plot to have her die as well yeah i guess in the original version uh, she uh juliet is led to believe that romeo is dead and um she like kills herself with her with his poison which is like self-inflicted i guess whereas in this version he is killed by someone else yeah so, they, they they translate yeah. the concept of poison from romeo and juliet to a angry guy with a gun which is a lot harder to do the like you're dead now i'm gonna die wait no i'm not dead but now you're dead so now i'm gonna die it mm. get it does all those steps but one because i think it's harder to do when it's when the cause of death is a gunman and not yeah. <laughs> poison um, yeah maria doesn't die in the original film nor the stage play ah, okay oh, interesting so yes unique okay. to west side story no she she doesn't die in any of them yeah yeah so it's we- so, unique, sorry, to, West Side unique Story. to West Side Story as opposed to other Romeo and Juliet yeah, adaptations. Yeah, right, right, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Richard, do you do you have any more details you want to give us about this? So Steven Spielberg. Oh yeah, so yeah, West, West Side Story lays from Steven Spielberg. It's a musical, obviously, um, based on it's a Sondheim musical um, mm-hmm. who um, passed away three days before, uh, before the film uh, premiered. Um. Yeah, it stars uh, Ansel Elgort as Tony, uh, Rachel Ziegler as uh, Maria, and um, Ariana DeBose as Anita, and then also stars Rita Moreno, who won um, an Oscar for playing Anita in the original film uh, as Valentina. Yeah, so uh, Rachel Ziegler is like a newcomer. Yeah, uh, there was an open casting call via Twitter for the part and uh she was 16 years old and yeah she responded with uh videos and then uh you know after like a year of auditions how these things work uh she was selected from over thirty thousand applicants and this is her film debut uh she won a golden globe for best actress motion picture comedy or musical uh she's the first actress of Colombian descent to win and now the youngest winner in that category she's going to be in shazam Two, and she's also going to be playing Snow White in um, the new adaptation of Snow White. Apparently, the 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 um the package you give to new <laughs> new up and coming actresses is mm. here's a superhero <laughs> yeah. movie and a Disney live action remake. There you go. Yeah, that <laughs> is funny. So she she posted um when it was like random newcomer that you know plucked out of obscurity to play Maria when she, when that was announced people found a video of her 
singing Shallow from A Star Is Born. Mm. And like that, that got shared around and being like, holy shit, this chick can sing. And then I saw, uh, she made like a TikTok or something like that. That was like me. Um, it's like, you know, pretty much being like, I'm going to fucking kill myself. If, um, <laughs> if I, if one more interviewer asks me about how I got discovered after posting a video of me um, performing shallow. And it's like, I auditioned for a year. It was a very long process that came out afterwards like i wasn't just they didn't just see me sing and go wow she's gonna play maria which is like the narrative mm. that's kind of been spun and what what happened to anto algort's career since he shot this film anything quite as interesting or uh... um well he was in he's you know he's in an academy award nominated uh, movie so it's obviously not too bad <laughs> but yeah he had uh yes yeah, some uh in middle of 2020, he had a woman on Twitter accused Algot of sexually assaulting her in 2014, which she was 17, he was 20. He denied the allegation, uh, saying that him and the woman had a brief, legal, and entirely consensual relationship. And another Twitter user accused him of sending her unsolicited dick pics when he was when she was 14. So yeah, that that's certainly a cloud that's hung over hung over this movie. And I didn't watch this in cinemas, and all I heard from my Twitter circles was like, "I know it stars Ansel Elgort, but you've got to see it. It rocks. It's such a good movie. It's it, Spielberg has done it again. He killed it. It's absolutely amazing." And I sat down to watch it a couple of weeks ago, and I thought this was so boring and not at all my kind of film. And I really, 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 really didn't respond to it, really didn't like it. And I was the first of the three of us to watch it, I think. And so I was like, oh, I hope Richard likes it so that, um, you know, we can have a podcast where I'm saying the, the least common opinion of it not being good. And we can have someone representing sort of the general consensus. And then Richard saw it and was like, I didn't like this and then Aaron I was like hey Aaron did you like West Side Story and you're like nah man and I was like oh no (laughs) we're gonna like a good podcast should have three different perspectives or all those if they're the same perspective they should be the general consensus but in this case (laughs) it's not because now we're all sitting here ready to trash on this much loved movie I guess this is my least favorite Oscar best picture nominee of the bunch this year easily yeah Mm. I, I do we do have the the virtue of Aaron has seen the original mm. and loves the original. Okay. So Talk more about we're that. not we're not just saying the West Side Story is bad. Mm. We're just saying I thought this movie is bad. But Aaron, yeah, do you, are you able to talk a little bit about why you think this film pales in comparison to the original? Yeah, I think it's in some ways, it's hard to put my finger on it. Part of the magic of me seeing the first West Side Story was about six months ago, I went and saw like an original kind of film cut of it, like it was shot on film. So I don't know. It was there was something about the film part of it that was like the the images were particularly amazing. And you're watching um, it with a crowd who are there for that kind of thing as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess also like I hadn't seen a version of West Side Story before, so I went in fresh. Mm. Whereas like this time I watched it, it was definitely that kind of experience of like, okay, I've seen this before. Why are you remaking this? And it sort of felt like when I was watching the new West Side Story, it was like probably everything is slightly better in the sense that like the dancing is more elaborate. Probably the like singing is potentially like better or whatever. But yeah, I don't know. There was sort of a liveness and a freshness to 
the first version and yeah i i think there were also elements of the second one that they like changed things and i felt that was kind of for the worse like um there's this kind of opening sequence or when you first meet maria in the first one she's talking about the red dress thing which happens in the second one but they basically don't allow her to have a red dress but then in the final scene and i'm pretty sure this happens she's like wearing a red dress when her um partner dies or her beloved dies which i think is like a kind of amazing like small detail that they changed in the new one yeah yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) um but you know it's just that sort of i don't know like love and care given to the original that like although there's probably a lot of care and dedication it just felt i don't know it felt somehow inauthentic or too polished or Mm -hmm. something like that you know one thing that surprised me i found out after watching it was that um so other than various people snapping their fingers i did recognize some of the songs from this movie that have just you know Mm. made their way to my brain over the years and um I found out after watching it that they moved the placement of the song I Feel Pretty in the new movie yeah. to after the shootout and two main characters have died. And when I was watching this movie, having not seen the original, and I Feel Pretty started, I was like, this is where they placed the song? What is- <laughs> like, why is she feeling pretty now of all times? <laughs> like, what a, what a, what a, um, you know, a whiplash to go from like a pivotal turning point where characters are killed to like this very sort of floaty free happy song and obviously they're trying to play with tone but i think that song works better before any of the madness ensues so that you would have a have a bedrock from which you understand the character of maria from right and by moving that i think it makes it this dark twisted thing that that didn't sit right with me and afterwards finding out that it's not supposed to be there i was like oh well of course it's not supposed to be there that's a (laughs) strange place for the song um and a few things a few other things that that i didn't like about it um i think that (laughs) i don't know there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care plush care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe fda approved weight loss medications like wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss that's plushcare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss I don't like Shakespeare if that's a controversial thing <laughs> or or maybe I'm sick of Shakespeare I I I'm very unfamiliar with Shakespeare I, you know I I I've I know a couple of like probably I probably least know full stories and more know certain plot beats that are Shakespearean um and Romeo and Juliet not only is it probably the one I know the most that is also the one I'm the most sick of am I wrong in thinking that every adaptation of Romeo and Juliet just like woefully misinterprets the point of the story. I don't think I'm the first person to say this because I feel like I've heard this somewhere before. But to me, Romeo and Juliet should be a story about how you need to take care of your children because they'll they'll think they're in love with each other and kill each other over it. Whereas it feels like every adaptation has been like the love story to transcend all love stories. And I don't know if I can believe two people 
who meet as as young teenagers and then after their first sighting they're in love and there's a the um tony tony kills maria's brother in this and then everyone's everyone's really upset about it and then he goes to her house climbs in her window and i was like oh my god she's gonna kill him like <laughs> she'd be so angry and within a minute she she has sex with him and she you know she all is forgiven and i was just like i was like i think it's worse that you killed her brother than it is good that you're here <laughs> like i think i think the act of killing someone's brother would make you go oh this has got it out of hand i'm actually not that into you and so things like that i just I don't know. It just doesn't feel real to me. I'll say it. I did not buy into the love story of West Side Story. Whether that's Ansel Elgort and Rachel Ziegler, whether that's Romeo and Juliet, I don't know. I just did not buy. I did not see it as very authentic. And so when the shit hit the fan, I was gobsmacked to see them decide to stick with it through thick and thin, I guess. Mm. Uh, One complaint i had or like what was a talking point about the film mm-hmm. uh is that so before the release it came out that steven spielberg was deciding not to subtitle any of the spanish in the film mm-hmm. um which and so you know for, for if you haven't seen the film but there's a lot of it's it's not like entire scenes play out in spanish unsubtitled but it's like there'll be a couple of lines here and there um or um, you know, people will sort of just drop the odd Spanish words or like, you know, finish a sentence in Spanish kind of thing. Mm. It, it feels very natural, but um, yeah, none of it's subtitled in English. And Spielberg explained the decision saying it was done out of respect for the inclusivity of our intentions to hire a totally Latinx cast to play the Sharks, Boys and Girls. If I subtitle the Spanish, I'd simply be doubling down the English and giving the English the power over the Spanish. This was not going to happen in the film i needed to respect the language enough to not subtitle it which is all well and good in theory but the thing that i found though is if you watch this film on disney plus it's on disney plus now and you watch it with english subtitles it just subtitles it speaking spanish which is like the opposite problem to me that's that you're you're doing the opposite then you're saying no no the the spanish people are different you're not supposed to be able to understand them Mm. like these people are weird and they're speaking a different language like yeah it is this weird thing where it it feels more like should learn spanish if you wanted to which i you know i get that it's like um and maybe it's you know in different parts that you know if they're they're throwing out the old spanish word and you live in a bilingual uh, you, you live in sort of a more of a bilingual kind of um like like if you if you made this movie in new zealand and uh you know you you dropped the odd maori word in there you know i would probably have an easier time mm-hmm. understanding what the words sprinkled in would be just because you hear them a lot more in your everyday speech but yeah it, it, i i then found it alienating and it made me I get Spielberg was trying to be like, no, you're not supposed to take sides or whatever. Um, and yeah, they're supposed to sort of be equal. But even when I was watching it with like caption, the entire thing captioned, uh, when you're not giving me captions for one of them, that makes me, it's, you know, it's harder to f- fucking sympathize with them and get on board with them. Well, it's, it's a very old school kind of weird creative decision from Spielberg where it's like, uh, we live in the, the golden age of subtitles now. And like, mm. not only do some people prefer them, some people need them. And, you know, we're going to talk about another film later on, which has the very much the, you know, need subtitles yeah. because it's about hard of hearing people. And I like, 
yeah it's just it's like an attempt to be inclusive that as soon as you go far past the first step it backfires completely and actually becomes pretty exclusive yeah yeah it does become an example of kind of othering them if they're like well we can't understand them so they are not like us mm. yeah mm. Mm. yeah but i get that spielberg's issue was like i don't want to other them by subtitling them but mm. yeah you've you've done the exact opposite yeah yeah i guess this this should in every way be like the update that this this musical classic sorely needs but like I don't know. And I felt so bad as well because, like, it made no money and everyone's like, you've got to see it. This is the kind of film we should be supporting. And I'm by no means too cool for Spielberg. I love Steven Spielberg. And then I saw it and I was like, well, I'm glad this didn't make any money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's... um. Uh, it's uh, what awards it's up for best picture director for Spielberg supporting actress for Ariana DeBose who plays the Mm -hmm. brother's partner as you mentioned Uh, cinematography costume design production design and sound the cinematography is interesting it certainly was a choice it's like I think it's the um, the best thing about the film probably yeah it's it's very it looks like it's very <laughs> lens flary. Mm-hmm. Um Yes, the amazing traveling lens flare show. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's um yeah, it's 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 like lit in a really interesting way. The color grade's really interesting. Um but it's a very nice looking movie, I will say. And obviously production design, costume design, it's in it's set in the sixties, so hmm. you know, the Academy or the late fifties like the Academy loves it. And how how likely how likely is this to win Best Picture? Uh, according to our Oscars odds, um, it's uh, fourth. Oh yeah. Oh well. Sixteen to one odds. Same same odds as King Richard. And where where does it fit in your tier of of, of best picture nominees, Aaron? <laughs> uh, definitely lower tier. It's the bottom of yeah. the lower tier. So the worst one. Yeah. Yeah. In my opinion, yeah. Mm. Well, that's pretty interesting, and I think. Um, I would like to watch this movie with someone who really likes it, and maybe someone. I'd like to watch this movie with subtitles. With bloody, <laughs> so I can understand what's going on. Yeah, so I don't know. If, if this this concludes a very dour um, yeah. and unpopular like, take <laughs> from three people. I just want people. to ask as well: What do you guys think of generally of the music of West Side Story? It's fine. It's not the most interesting. I don't know. Yeah, I don't love any of the songs. Mm. Like you normally, you watch a musical and there's one that sticks with you afterwards, and you're like, "Oh fuck yeah!" But they're, like the same as you, there were ones that like the America. I feel pretty, obviously. I mm. uh, even G Officer Krupke. There's like an episode of Curb Enthusiasm that revolves around it, and yeah, like, like I recognized a handful of the songs, but none of them have stuck with me a couple of days later. Yeah, you know? yeah. There's one that that Ansel Elgort and Rachel Ziegler sing each other when they get married. And all I remember is it sounding like the generic blueprint for every we're getting married song that I've ever heard in a musical. Mm. <laughs> yeah, in some ways that's what's kind of hard about um, the like the impact of West Side Story is because, yeah, you know, like everything was done 60 years ago. So mm. back then it was like fresh and interesting and new. And you kind of feel that watching the movie, but now it's like this is boring because I've seen this trope yeah. repeated ad infinitum you know back to me for the last 50 years in tv um one thing i would also say i think is like um having watched tom hooper's les mis which you know like hit and miss some people love some people hate there's a musical adaptation (laughs) um but like this idea of um 
shooting people singing live. Mm. I think, I don't know, there's something about having seen that and now having seen people doing like, you know, obviously they're lip syncing to a studio record. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's something about it that like has a sort of a barrier or a filter over it to me that makes it harder to access because you're like... Well, we know that you could have done this live if you oh, wanted to, I but you just disagree. Chose to. Disagree. I think this is a much better way to do musicals than the Tom Hooper route. <laughs> I think interesting. I just think that that in Lame especially, it's like this. I don't think it worked, and I think if so much of film is done after is done like replicating mm. what you shot, right? Like so much of it is already there. That why can't we have just polished? You know, the the fact that people sing in musicals is already like a super a supernatural narrative yeah, that's decision. True. It doesn't need to be. There is no reason why they would need to be literally sitting singing on set. And I think that you run into a whole slew of problems once when you do it that way. I think. I guess you're right. There's a YouTube channel called Sideways who has mm. a great analysis of both Lamers and Cats, mm. and it's like why the music in them is worse than you thought. And mm. it's like there's a lot of stuff that, like you know, actually diving into musical theater terms and or like you know music terms that you're like, oh my god, I can't believe they got away with this. <laughs> that it's, it's like things like um, there's a bit uh, like essentially allowing the actors to make the decisions on set that the orchestra is then having to do much later you miss out on a lot of things where like uh the lyrics are supposed to sync up with the music or they're having to add bars or like you know notes into the into the music to fit the weird decision the actor made kind of thing and so you lose Mm. the um the connection and the the simpatico relationship between the music and, and lyrics. I guess that's true, but then you think about like actual live sung musicals, right? I mean, yeah. those function pretty well. So I don't know. I would say that there's a sort of counter argument that if you can get to a place where you're like, don't fucking put in some weird fucking beats, like just sing the song as yeah, exactly. it's on and, the and sheet music. You know, yeah, in, in actual musical theatre, you have that immediate um, back and forth with the... Um, uh with the orchestra playing it um but yeah, yeah it's, it's it's funny especially if you watch cats because cats is essentially like each it's uh you know uh, each person gets one song sort of thing that the yeah. ones who uh aren't you know actors they're musical theater people you know they're, they're not screen actors um do a lot their their songs a lot better it's like you know for example skimble shanks the railway cat the best song in the film is <laughs> like um that's a guy who and it's because he's um fucking um tap dancing the entire time as well it's like you know the beat of that is very important and yeah like so you know he's clearly someone that's like no the music is supposed to lead this not me um Mm. i'll i'll sing along to how the song is supposed to sound (laughs) Mm. Mm. well I'm but gonna- I do, th- I do, I do think, especially Lamez. I think Lamez is a fascinating ex- experiment, and I think it does work in places, and I think it doesn't work in others. Um, but it's like I'm glad that there exists a film done like that, mm. where it's a musical mm. film where acting is very much the first, like at the forefront, and then the the music comes second. And then I think do, trying to do that again in Cats didn't work because Cats isn't as much about the performance because as Lamez. Cats is insane. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's very fitting then that we end our West Side Scush- West Side Scushy, our West Side Story discussion, um, specifically in regards to whether or not I win Best Picture, uh, with talking about anything else. <laughs> <laughs> Um, if you enjoyed this, guys, please uh, follow Cole Popsha on uh, Twitter or Instagram, and you can also join our Discord, which there is a link to in the show notes below. You can also chuck us some money on patreon.com slash If you'd like to do that as well, or you can email us at coldpopshamedia at gmail.com. Email us and tell us why we are so horribly wrong regarding <laughs> West Side Story. I need to know why. And we'll see you next time. What are we recording next, Richard? Uh, should we do um, Drive My Car next? Alrighty, another s- subtitles adventure. Mm. <laughs>